You are listening to the BU Podcast with Michael Arrington. We discuss social justice, childhood trauma, current events, hip-hop, and so much more. Now, here's your host, Michael Arrington. intimacy and a lot of it is really boils down to their definition of what intimacy is um there's several types of um different types of intimacy um and um that's why my guest today uh Jordan Danell she'll get into a couple of those things man but a lot of times couples have uh different uh evaluations of what intimacy is and um some of it is fantasy some of it is based off Porn. Some of it is based off of uh, religious um, moral codes. Um, some of it is societal, um, and um, it's kind of an ever-changing thing. I think it's important that couples realize, you know, what their boundaries and limits are, but also um, to explore um, and you know stay within your comfort zone, but explore. Uh, new things and try new things um in long term relationships these things kind of um things get stale anything gets stale communication gets stale um how you interact gets stale so all those things are ever changing and you need to be aware of <clears throat> those things that you want to explore and um in order for things to remain uh viable in any relationship but uh intimacy seems to be the the biggest thing and um so we tackle some of those things with my guests today, and hopefully it gives you some insight on things you may do or things you may see or maybe even changing your perspectives of what intimacy looks like, what sex is. Um, it's more than just uh, penetration. It's a lot of things that go into it. It's all encompassing. And um, this show will be interesting, man, um, to say the least. Um, it's very, very informative. Um so I hope you tune in, check it out. Um, this is Mike Arrington, BU Podcast. We'll be right back. You are listening to the BU Podcast with Michael Arrington. Right, we are back. The BU podcast of Mike Arrington. I am here with the lovely Jordan Donnell. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm I'm really really good. So, um, just want to ask you a few questions, get into some things. Um, I really really uh a big fan of your IG page and the, and the education that you give women and people in general. Um, so start it off real quick. So just give me some background on who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I am Jordan Donnell. I am a physician assistant, a women's sexual educator, and intimacy coach. I am also the founder of the Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators podcast. I'm on the board for Something Positive for Positive People, which is a nonprofit company all about raising awareness for herpes and mental health uh, diagnoses associated to the herpes diagnosis. 
And, um, I started this journey probably when I was a teenager and really got into it after going on my own personal sexploration, you could call it and learning about myself and discovering some things that led me here. What is to you anyway, what is sex in its simplest form? Ooh, that is such a good question. Sex in the simplest form, I think, is anything that is involving intimacy and connection. It can be partnered. It can be solo. It um, can be penetrative or non-penetrative. And it really encompasses so many forms of pleasure and intimacy. Okay. Um so what was the, the motivation for you to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to educate other women. Uh, was it your, your own personal experience that, that got you there or what was it? So it was more of my medical experience in really discovering that so many women did not know about different medical conditions that could potentially affect them or, um, you know, really understanding their bodies. But while I started that journey, I had my own personal experiences that shaped where I took my coaching and my business that led to talking a little bit more about the intimacy side than just the health side. Okay, dope. Um, I know you mentioned earlier, you said something about sex is um, kind of more than just penetration. So what are some of the ideologies behind that? Yeah, I think so many times we're taught that sex is penetration and it ends when the male ejaculates. And that is not true. You know, if you ask a heterosexual female couple how they, I'm sorry, a homosexual female couple how they have sex, they say, we have sex. And ultimately, you know, we just have this narrow mindset that it only involves vagina, penis penetration, but really it encompasses so much more than just that. It is everything from oral sex, anal sex, uh, manual stimulation. It can even be toy play, manual stimulation of yourself. Um, It could just be really cuddling and building that intimacy. Like that is all forms of sex, kissing, all of that. Right. Because I always feel like, you know, as a a therapist, as a couples therapist, I've, I've talked to couples and, you know, it's one of those things where, what would you allow your partner to do with someone else if you felt like it wasn't, you know, if it's crossing the boundary or crossing the line, right? So you wouldn't allow your, most most couples wouldn't allow their mate to cuddle with another person because they would consider that intimacy, right? That's kind of breaking the, you know, the the myth. So, um, so that's really important in that you said that. So um, intercourse and outer course, explain those things. Yes. So some of you might've heard the term foreplay before and foreplay is kind of being re-termed into outer course. And basically it's everything that is not involving penetration and in a sexual experience can be only outer course. It doesn't need to involve penetration and it can still be a wonderful experience. So what that really looks like is that that's everything leading up to, um, the sex act, so to speak. And it's like, it's the kissing, it's the foreplay, it's the, the arousal, the desire building all of that beforehand. Right. Yeah. Cause I, like in my own experiences, there's been like, you know, situations where 
um, just that closeness of being intimate and touching in certain places. You know, maybe you're in public, so you can't fully get, you know, get busy like you like. But in those moments of that level of intimacy is kind of, you know, it's important, um, especially for for couples. Um, What is the importance of masturbation, both physically and, and mentally and even emotionally? Yes. Masturbation is so powerful because it really allows you to discover yourself and discover your bodies and learn what you want so that you can articulate that to a partner potentially. It has benefits as far as better sleep, pain reduction. Um, Let's see mental health, it has a huge benefit. You know, you have a release of dopamine, serotonin, all of these hormones. So from a mental health standpoint, that also benefits. And um, masturbation is is really fun on top of that. Right, right. Okay. So let's get into um, the myths of porn and let's say um, ethical porn, which is something I've I've recently discovered um, in dealing with couples. It's you know, a lot about ethical porn. So explain those things. Yes. I love that you brought this up. I recently went viral on Instagram for my reel about ethical porn and it created a lot of conversation. And I had done a podcast episode with uh, Lotus Lane. She is a adult star who kind of shared with me a little bit more about what ethical porn is, but ultimately you have to define what ethical means for you as an individual. And for some people, ethical means no porn at all. For other people, it's that the actor's um, needs are being met. They're being fed. They're being hydrated, accurate, or um, appropriate work hours. You know, they're not working 30 hours straight and really being taken care of rather than a, um, uh, a situation that would be where they're being taken advantage of also consensual, you know, that's a huge part of it as well um, within the entire porn industry, but especially ethical porn, uh, making sure that consent is involved as well. Hey, I don't know, like for even in in dealing with some of the high school kids that I deal with on a a clinical basis, they kind of reverence porn as, you know, the end-all be-all because that's kind of their first introduction to what they would consider sex and um how detrimental if any with that you think that is for somebody just beginning their sexual experiences yeah i think that you know unfortunately a lot of teenagers learn what sex is through porn and porn is not an accurate depiction of what sex is and there's a lot of different types of porn out there. So it really depends on what your teen is stumbling into. But, you know, if there's some, some different role plays where it might be a little bit more aggressive or violent, and then kids are learning that this is quote, how sex is supposed to be when really that's not the case. And so depending on what they're finding, it, it can have an impact on what they think sex should be like. I think it also comes into play when you look at penis size or vulva shapes and um, colors and things, and that you see this porn star appearance, but that's not actual reality either. And then starting that comparison at a young age where, you know, I don't look like they do. Am I normal? And things like that start setting in. 
yeah, you get like, um, I can't perform that long or there's performance anxiety and those types of things. And um, like you said, size and shape and, you know, and ejaculation and all those things that go into it. Like um, it gets so fantasized and romanticized. If there's no context to that as an, as a youth, you kind of, you think it is what it is and you take it for, for uh, reality. Um, With that, let me ask you about like sex myths as they come from like, religious aspects societal aspects and how do people like in your field in your position kind of break those myths down yeah like one of the biggest myths is that if you have more sexual partners as a female then you are quote loose or your vagina is no longer tight which a partner cannot tell how many partners you have had based on anything they don't know And I think that's one of the biggest myths that are out there. Um, Do you have any in mind that you're wanting me to talk about? Um, I know specifically there's a religious myth, uh, as you you mentioned, kind of a double standard where, you know, a woman can only have so many partners where a man can have as many as they want, you know, and I know that kind of comes from a kind of a sexist um, standpoint, but um, that certain sex acts are dirty. Right. Like, oh, I can't do oral because that's against, you know, either my religious or my moral or societal um, beliefs. So how do you guys how do you break that? Now, I know I know a lot of your Instagram is about awareness and sexual confidence. Um, Do you run in that a lot? And then how do you kind of deal with those clients that, that have that ideology? Yeah, I don't run into a lot of um, my clientele for the most part doesn't come from a strong religious background. So I don't run into a lot of religious barriers. However, that being said, there are so many things out there. I mean, you can look at our education system is based on abstinence, which is religion based. And, you know, what happens is, is that really fails the children in particular, because they're not able to get accurate information about what really happens. Um, when it comes to like different sex acts, let me think here. I think one of the biggest things is just having conversations and having open conversations with people around you. And that can really help normalize the topics because we all have a little bit different personal backgrounds and histories and the more you talk about it, the more you have the opportunity to learn, but then we're also destigmatizing things the more we talk about them as well. Yeah, I agree. I feel like um, I was born in the 70s, mid 70s to be exact. And it seems like the younger generation today were more empowered in one, the things that they know and things that they believe and that they fight for them, right? And kind of breaking down some of those societal norms and and some of the rigidity that comes with sexual exploitation or exploration um and some of those things so how do you I don't know if you deal with couples at all um I know it's kind of how we I was introduced to you because I kind of saw something on Instagram and then I kind of asked you some questions you were you know nice enough to answer um and I appreciate that but I think a lot of it is like you said it's communication right? Having those talks and being open and, and upfront. Um, unfortunately, a lot of us from a certain time period have either gone through or experienced a lot of sexual trauma. And that kind of stunts 
your sexual sexual exploration. Um, what are your thoughts on on that and sexual trauma and things of that nature? Yeah, you know, sexual trauma is very common um, in women in particular. It's about one in three women have been affected by sexual trauma. And I think that it has a huge impact. Um, I can speak to that a little bit personally in that it definitely, for me, made me dissociate from the act of sex and not really being present with my partner. And for so some people become hypersexual where they want more sex. They're more into porn, um, maybe strippers or other sexual activities. Other people become potentially a little bit more hyposexual in that they turn everything off and have no desire for sex. And so, you know, that's one of the ways that trauma can have an impact on intimacy. Yeah, I think that's it. It's important. Um, I know during couples therapy, you run into where there's intimacy issues um, either from each partner. Um, and it usually stems from sexual trauma. And it's, it's a level of dissociation, as you mentioned, where certain members of the couple kind of feel a certain way about sex because of the trauma or um, there was a real bad experience and it kind of diminished their, okay, I'll only go, but so far. Right. And then I know a lot of times you get, you get, you get, sometimes you get women in couples that are like, okay, I'm only going to do this much. And then men want to explore everything or sometimes vice versa. And, um, and I think it's, it's important to, be knowledgeable about what sex is. I, I know like for me in going through my master's program and even learning about like sexology as a, as a science, it was important, a level of, of opening my mind to sex being more than just penetration. Right. And I think it starts with that conversation. I think a lot of the stuff that I saw initially when I first got introduced to you was about that level of education and knowing what sex is and um so i appreciate everything that you do everything you stand for i really really appreciate it i admire um a lot of the content you put out um i think it's really really helpful um what have you found though in your in your travels has been the most important thing to um be successful in a field like yours so to be successful in a field like this, I think the biggest thing is consistency and continuing to show up no matter what's happening, um, but to continue being there for the people who are following you, who are listening, who um, want to know more. Uh, the one thing that you brought up a minute ago that I did want to touch on is communication and how communication is so important in all relationships and that if you do have separate desires, maybe one wants to explore more than the other, having that open communication about, Hey, maybe right now, these are some things that I'm open to trying and let's see how those go. And what you may desire can change with time. And so continually having open communication allows you to, um, continue, continually evolve as a couple and potentially explore new things. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's kind of the hallmark in what successful couples are. They'll all say is, "Oh, we we talk, we communicate, right?" And and knowing 
what's safe and what's not. Um, I think for younger couples, there's a level of, they're all coming to a relationship with a certain level of, of experiences and baggage, right? And so then it's trying to be open to the other's experience, right? Which is another form of communication that gets rarely kind of discussed is, you know, you communication is a two-way street. Listening is just as important as talking. So um, we don't we don't we don't listen as much, which is why we have two ears and one mouth. We should listen more <laughs> and, and talk less. So let me ask you finally. Um, I know for when I worked for L.A. County Probation, I did a lot of the commercially sexually exploited children. I worked a lot with that group and it was, it was probably one of the toughest assignments that I had during my time there. Um, what do you say to those women in particular, but people who have been sexually exploited, how do you help them find that confidence if, if you've ever encountered that? Yeah, I think that it really starts with within and really focusing on your relationship with yourself and accepting yourself, loving yourself first. And as you develop a relationship with yourself, you connect to yourself some more then you're able to potentially connect more with a partner, but it really starts with you as an individual first to make that choice to want to continue to enjoy pleasure in life. All right, great. Well, I really appreciate you giving us this time and really educating folks. Um, I'll give you this moment to kind of, you know, promote your Instagram, your podcast and, you know, and things like that. And then, uh, like I said, I really appreciate the time. Um, I really, really like, I like, I kind of wait for your next, you know, content on, on IG. Cause I'm really, really like, I'm really like a fan of it. So I don't mean to fanboy out on you, but, um, but I appreciate it, but here's your opportunity to kind of let everybody know where they can reach you, how you can be seen, heard, so on and so forth. Love it. Thank you. I'm so glad you enjoy my content. It's, it can be a lot of fun to put together um, all of those reels and things, but you can find me on Instagram at Jordan Donnell, which is J-O-R-D-A-N-D-N-E-L-L-E. -E. You can also follow me on my podcast, uh, Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, it's everywhere. You can also check out my website, jordandonnell.com. And if you go to foreplay.jordandonnell.com, you will get my ultimate guide to foreplay. All right. We appreciate it. Um, thank you so much, Jordan, for coming through. Um, this is the BU Podcast. Mike Arrington will be right back. You are listening to the BU Podcast with Michael Arrington. Yes, yes, We're back, BU Podcast. It's Mike Arrington here, man. I want to thank my guest, um, Jordan Donnell, for coming through and educating us on um, some things in, in regards to sex and intimacy. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing um, when people can kind of come together, man, and educate themselves in all facets. Um, it's really, really important that we do that. But uh, in closing, I kind of want to give you some tips that I would usually give 
uh, clients of mine uh, when it comes down to intimacy or lack thereof in kind of ways to communicate it, you know, in a safer place than just, you know, uh, microaggressions and things of that nature. So try to stay away from things like uh, you haven't initiated sex in X amount of days. Try to do like I'm loving you. I, I love laying next to you. Can we do this more often? You know what I'm saying? Stay away from, uh, you know, you must not be attracted to me anymore. We never have sex. You know, try to communicate it as such saying, um, I'm feeling physically disconnected from you lately. What can we do to work on that? Or lastly, um, what's the point of cuddling if it never leads anywhere? Uh, try. I miss feeling. I miss the feeling I get when I'm next to you. Um, how do you feel about that? Try those things, man, to kind of reconnect with um, communicating better. A lot of times and often in any relationship, most relationships, uh, communication is usually key. Um, is usually how we present something. Um comes off more projecting, uh, especially when we're frustrated or angry. Um, and we need to try to do that, uh, communicate better. Uh, I know I work on that daily with my wife and my kids, um, <clears throat> trying to be more effective at communicating, um, because I deal with emotions and behaviors for a living. Um, I'm cognizant of it. So I try to, I try to, you know, portray that in my day to day. Um, I was just speaking to my wife today in regards to, you know, how we could be better at communicating instructions to our children as opposed to yelling and, and things of that nature. Um, and how we kind of judge their response or lack thereof based on our expectations as opposed to what they actually know. Um, a lot of times, man, as adults, we kind of got to take ourselves off the soapbox and kind of meet the kids where they're at. Um, I see it every day in my, in my, in my work. Um, so why not give that same respect, patience, time and energy to the children and who I created and the children that I protect and I love every day. Um, so it's important, man. Communication is the key. Um, I hope y'all learned something new today. Um, Get at me, man. BU Podcast, Mike Arrington, man. We are rolling. I'll holla at y'all in a minute. Easy. You are listening to the BU Podcast with Michael Arrington.